Welcome to Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, the Executive Strategist. And really, our mission here is to educate business owners, professionals, the community at large. Our next guest is a whole life business coach. She's founder of the best planner ever and best journal ever. She's also author of The Joy, Finding Your Joy in a World of Crap. She began her entrepreneurial journey selling apples off of her grandfather's tree because Lemonade Stand was just so yesterday. And when we meet her, you're going to understand why. Her name is Jennifer Dawn. Please, let's welcome. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? It's so great to be here. Great. Lovely having you. I kind of mentioned to our the audience more about your what you've done to date, high level, and would really love for you to share more about who you are and your journey within um, your professional and entrepreneurial career. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's see. So I started my first, as as you mentioned, my first kind of business when I was eight. My little apple stand. I was kind of a little stinker. I was just like, didn't want to do what the other kids were doing. But I also saw an opportunity. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm kind of even a little surprised I was paying attention, honestly, as a kid. But I just saw the apple tree and the apples on the ground. And it's like, they're going to waste. And then there's patients walking in and out of this office. And I'm just like, there's money to be made here. (laughs) There was. And I still even remember to this day, I remember like holding shiny quarters in my hand and looking down at those quarters Mm -hmm. and just being like, wow, like I had an idea and it turned into money and I could take that money and go do fun stuff with it. So that just made quite an impression upon me. And while I was there for the summer, so my grandfather was a chiropractor and they worked out of their home. And so the idea of working from home and having your livelihood be part of your life where he would take breaks from the office and walk out into his garden. Mm. And, you know, my grandmother would be cooking and then go back into the office and do insurance billings. So that integration of work and life, I remember just being so fascinated by that and really loving it. And it's crazy because mm. now I, I work from home and I always have, <laughs> not just because of Corona. I was, oh, I was already virtual and have done that as an adult, have integrated that. But I went on, of course, to have some little businesses in high school. I started my first software company when I was 23. I grew that to seven figures. And I we truly grew it from nothing. I mean, my first year, my sales were $300. And <laughs> to grow that from nothing to seven figures was quite a journey. From there, I went into corporate, became the software division president for a, a big $54 million manufacturing firm. And that's also, I mean, it's also where I... I loved it. It was kind of like my dream job. Mm -hmm. Then it turned into my nightmare job. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) my stint in corporate, I definitely enjoyed certain pieces of it. But then when I left and went back out on my own to really kind of find myself, that's really where I think like my journey to where I am today and Mm -hmm. where I found where I kind of belong began of just like, okay, wait, how do I mix the pieces that I like, you know, get rid of the stuff that I don't and start to create a profession that really feels in alignment with me. And so I went on to lead a national network of women entrepreneurs. And that's really what kind of led me to coaching and then starting my own coaching practice, which is what I do today. And there's a funny story. I, <laughs> When I first went out, I left corporate and went out on my own. I was just doing some marketing consulting and I, an intuitive, a, a psychic type person um, hired me to rewrite some of her marketing copy. 
and just like spontaneously, we were on the phone one day and she's like, Jennifer, I see you. You should rebrand yourself immediately as a business coach. I see big money in it for you. And I was like, you're out of your mind. Like, (laughs) I'm like, why would I want to do that? I'm like, who wants to be a business coach? Like who, who's going to listen to me? Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years. I'm like, dang, she was right. This is like, I feel like this is my calling. It's what I'm supposed to do. So even sometimes when the world, like life waves a sign, like in front of your face, we still will ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting though, was because you had your entrepreneur went into corporate, came out of corporate. What was that decision-making process like? Because you kind of did like the the backwards reverse. I did. (laughs) I did. And it was interesting because so I'd sold my software company and then I turned around, I wanted to do something different. And so I bought a a log home company of all Mm -hmm. things. And um, at that time, the real estate market crashed. I can't remember the year, but it was the year the real estate market crashed before the last time it crashed. And I ended up having to close my doors within a year. Mm -hmm. And so I had a business that completely failed. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, crap, what am I going to do now? And I became a little disillusioned with being an entrepreneur. I was Mm -hmm. like ready for a steady check. I was tired of the grind of, Mm -hmm. you know, where's my money coming from kind of thing. I wanted benefits. And so the manufacturing firm had bought a software division and they didn't know any, they didn't have no idea what to do with it. And so I'd run my own software company for 13 years. Like for me, it was just what I did. And so I took the job as the president of that division. So I was still kind of running my own Mm -hmm. show, but I didn't actually own the company. But that's what had happened was I was just like, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur anymore. I wanted to try something different. And so I took that job in corporate and I did, I kind of flipped it. And most people do it the opposite way. (laughs) So then what propelled you then to get out of the corporate and get back into the entrepreneurship world? Yeah, I would say the morals of the owners because Mm. I had discovered some problems in their software. Mm. They did not want to fix it. And I came from my world of, I was an entrepreneur. If I found problems, we fixed it. And um, they didn't want to fix it the right way. And they did not want to listen So there were some real problems there. It's just like, I just didn't feel good selling a product that I knew there were problems with. And so that's really what kind of started the beginning Mm -hmm. of the end is, you know, once I discovered the problems in the system Mm -hmm. and then they wanted somebody to blame those problems on. So I was the president of the company. So here I am as the scapegoat. And it was like, dudes, I wasn't even here when you bought the company. And, and then I found proof that right. they, it was documented, these problems. They should have known about them. They were written down. But, you know, nobody wants to take ownership. And so that's really where it started mm-hmm. of just like, this is not going to work for me. And so when I stepped out of corporate, it was, it was really time to recreate myself and figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, here I was going like, I need to do my own thing again. <laughs> I'd been doing it for so long. I was like, the paycheck yeah. was nice, but yeah. I'm like, I need to do my own thing again. Yeah, because I'm really hearing values alignment too as part of that yeah. process and decision-making, right? And I think that's a lot of what as entrepreneurs and as professionals, we mm-hmm. rub up against in terms of the, do we do keep the dollars rolling or do we really right. stand our ground? Right, exactly. And There just got to be a point where the dollars just weren't worth it. The sacrifice and the time away from my family, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So you jumped out, rebranded yourself, re-engineered and made yourself (laughs) re-relevantized, if that's a word. (laughs) Exactly. And it, it sounds like, you know, it was so 
like, oh, I just did this, but it was several years in the yeah. making and starting, leaving corporate, starting over, right? starting to do some consulting, kind of trying to figure that out. Then I was in, asked to lead the National Network of Women Entrepreneurs, okay. built that up. And then I, I had a partner actually that wasn't very good, <laughs> wasn't very good to me. And so that's when I ended up resigning and starting my own practice, but again, starting all over mm-hmm. again. But luckily the last time was, it was good. It was, it was all me. Right. And I don't mean that egotistically, you know, before with the businesses, it was a team of people. And, and with this one, it's, you know, Jennifer Don coaching yeah. is <laughs> Jennifer Don coaching. It's not that I don't have a team, but for me, it was just really about finding myself, my independence mm-hmm. and just doing it by myself. So and, starting overs, right. And I'm just yeah. curious from the journey leaving corporate to where you are now, what were some of the challenges if you can look back and, and, and share with us? Oh, so many, even corporate itself. So I was there for about two and a half years. And the first year was kind of like my dream job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could do the job in my sleep. I knew software and I was the only senior female executive in a very male dominated industry. And I was really having a blast. And then I re- I'll never forget the day that I discovered what was going on in the system. And I'm like, ooh. And there was that little voice that said, if you say something, it's going to be the end of your career here. And I had a decision to make. It was like, are you going to do the right thing and say something? Or are you just going to kind of cover it up? I was president of the company. I could have easily covered it up. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of knew there was a part of me that was just like, it's going to change everything. But I had to say something. I and I always slept good at night because I always felt like I always did the right thing, even though it was definitely the hard thing to do. And once that kind of started to shift, the environment of the company that I worked for was just a really toxic environment. And I really started to see that once I was kind of like the person who had spoken out and didn't want to be blamed, you know, for things I didn't do wrong. That's when the ugly side of it really came out. And So when I finally did come out of corporate, like it really kicked me in the pants as far as just my self-confidence. It was a toxic environment. Like, you know, people were like spreading rumors about me, like, oh, she's sleeping with whoever. I was going through a divorce at the time. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. (laughs) Okay. There was no hanky panky going on anywhere, but you know, just starting rumors. I had lost some weight. It was, oh, she has an eating disorder. This kind of stuff that just... Like you'd walk down the hallways and you just knew people were talking about you behind your back. And it was just so like demoralizing and it just like really killed your confidence and just a really hard place. And so when I finally came out of that, it literally felt like I had been like let out of a prison. So I really had to work on just building up my own confidence and being like, wait a second, you know, I, I am a good person. I know what I'm talking about. Like I am successful. Uh-huh. <laughs> also can show you how the exclusionary behaviors that in the workplace can really impact your self-esteem, your yeah. self-worth, and just in terms of just feeling as an insider, just leaving you kind of marginalized. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I'm so grateful though for these experiences because it's made me such a better coach in the work that I do today. So when the corporate job was just really starting to tank, I'm going through a divorce. I had I have, I'm a horse girl and I lost two horses within 30 days of each other. I had to put them down because they'd been sick and I'd been nursing them and it didn't work. And so I was just really at my lowest low and it was really a functional depression is what was happening for several months there. But even during that time, like nobody I worked with ever bothered to say, are you okay? Is everything fine? 
it was just gossip and rumors and no kind words and just a really awful thing. And it was actually one day I, I walked into, came into the office and the woman at the front desk, she stopped me and she was like, Jennifer, you used to come in here every day, you know, smiling and happy. And now you just seem sad. Are you okay? And she was the first person, this is the receptionist at the front mm-hmm. desk. She was the first person after months of this going on who bothered to even ask me, are you okay? And so of course I broke down crying at her desk because that's what you do when you're a big shot executive. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do when you're human. <laughs> that's right, exactly. And I had relocated, um, this, was, this job was in Southern Florida and I had relocated across the country for it. So I had no family, no friends. It was just me, my children. And then of course I was going through a really rough divorce. And so just somebody being kind enough to even ask me, are you okay? It just like got rid of all my defenses. So I start crying. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not okay. My life is just crap and (laughs) it's terrible. Well, come to find out the receptionist at the front desk, she ran a women's empowerment group in the evenings. Mm -hmm. And I I had no idea. This is the receptionist at the front desk and I'm the big woohoo, whatever executive, right? And here she is telling me about her program, which normally I would have never gone to. And this time she asked me if I wanted to come. I said, yes, I went. And that was really the start of changing all these things Mm -hmm. in my life because that women's group was just so powerful and, you know, helped me get my confidence back and my power back. And so I, I, I'm so grateful for that though, because I later found out that she'd said it took her weeks to get up the courage to even ask me Mm -hmm. if I was okay, that she was afraid to even ask me. I'm so grateful that she did because it changed the course of my life. And so as a coach, you know, when I'm coaching business owners Mm -hmm. and they're having problems with their employees, like the first thing I say is, have you talked to them? You know, do you know what's going on in their life? If it's still just an employee issue, okay, fine. But let's make sure that they're okay first on a human level. That was never done for me (laughs) in corporate. And so in many ways, I'm grateful. Because I think it's made me a better coach and I've been able to help business owners with their employees on a much, much greater level than I would have ever been able to if I hadn't been through an experience like that. Absolutely. And I think really what's interesting too is what she said is that it took me time to approach you. Mm -hmm. And there's still this, the status thing, right? Do I, do I not? How it be received? Rather than seeing, removing titles and all those other ego things that go into play and just look at the person as a human being. And can we even connect on that level? And I'm glad that she did. Me too. And and we had all of the kind of the stereotypical stuff going on. And so she was the receptionist at the front desk and she was a black woman and I'm a white woman, you know, the whoop-de-doo. And I say whoop-de-doo because it was all just so ridiculous, but executive, in quotes, executive. And she was afraid to approach me and ask me if I was okay, but I was so not okay. And then here she is running this empowerment group that nobody knows about doing this great work in the world. And it was just such a, I don't know, such a beautiful thing. And we became very good friends and are still friends to this day, but I'm just to get for her to get the courage up to ask me and to just kind of get rid of all those stereotypes and crap and just connect on a human level. I think is so important. And I'll never forget that. That's a lesson that I always love to share with people is like, you just never know 
a genuine asking somebody if they're okay, it can, it can literally alter a life. Absolutely. Because it's not a yes or no question. It's an open-ended and the person gets to choose Mm -hmm. if they want to enter in or not. Right. Yeah. But also being more um, inclusive around realizing, Hey, something's not right. You, You feel the energy that's being given off and vice versa. And so that was a great thing. I love it. Are you okay? So what are you passionate about now? What are you working on these days? Oh my goodness. I am so passionate about really helping people find and live their joy. It's so possible. And the thing is, I mistakenly for so many years of my life thought that the joy was in possessions or money or the right husband or, you know, perfect kids or whatever. And it's not. And the joy comes from inside. Happiness is such an inside job. And when you really start to tap into your happiness and actually learn, you can be happy before you get all that crap, because guess what? It's not really going to make you happy short term, but not long term. Just um, right, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the happiness is what brings you stuff, mm-hmm. not the stuff bringing happiness. And really helping to teach this to people is what I'm so passionate about. And I, I do it through business coaching. And so... I do it through my planner, best planner ever. I do it through my book. Um, But it's funny because even sometimes in business coaching, I'm teaching some fairly deep spiritual concepts, but I wrap it up (laughs) in a business coaching package. (laughs) We call it mindset or we use whatever words that people can, can live with. Okay, wonderful. But it's these deep spiritual practices to really uncovering and living your joy in such a way. And The beautiful thing is if you can start to tap into this stuff, like your business will blossom. It'll blossom because you're blossoming. So that's really my passion. That's awesome. Because what I'm really hearing too is tapping into that authentic self. Yeah. And really giving time to kind of reflect in terms of who we are and Mm -hmm. who are as our being, right? Mm -hmm. And, And how we're showing up. So that's lovely. If you could look back 10 years ago, (laughs) <laughs> look back. <laughs> would you, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? That's such a great question. The best advice I would have for myself is let it go. Mm. And what I mean by let it go is not, you don't care, you don't show up, you don't want things or anything like that, but it is let it go. All the junk that you're carrying and the the unforgiveness and the petty judgments and the ego and all these negative emotions, just let it go. Surrender to the present moment, be where you're at, accept where you're at, and just really get into the flow. I spent so many years of my life, you know, trying to push and grind and control and drive and I'm in control and this is what I want and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that's what I would tell myself 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, That would be my very, very best advice would just be to to just let it go and don't take it all so seriously. Be in that present moment and, you know, don't waste so much time trying to control everything. Just let it go and get into the flow of life and have fun and see where it takes you. Absolutely. And then for those, you know, we're in turbulent times too, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll continue to live in this kind of a new world or reality, whatever you want to call it. What words of wisdom will you give business owners right now? The same thing. I'll tell you a quick story. So when Corona hit in March, I'm a business coach. Mm -hmm. And so coaching is one of those things that is kind of like, we'll call it a luxury item, right? 
Um, not that it's not a necessity. It really is very important. But when a lot of their revenues were tanking, they're like, Jennifer, you know, we have to cut every expense. And as their coach, I'm like, yes, you do. You have to get in there. I had to do the same thing, you know, cut every possible expense that you don't need. But I'm like, you're my clients. You've been with me for a while, a long time, and I'm coaching you for free. And so I gifted all my clients three months of free coaching and we got through it together. And the beautiful thing about it is that they've all come back. Many of them are seeing record profits for this year, despite Corona. Many of them have surpassed their sales revenues that they were you know, looking to accomplish this year. And what were we doing the whole time? We were just getting into that flow the best that we could letting life unfold and going with it instead of fighting. We were tapping into creativity, Mm. ingenuity, changing products, pivoting, and just going with the flow. And I believe 100%. That's why all their businesses are doing really, really well, (laughs) despite what happened in the global economy. And so it just really all kind of ties together. Of again, right back to surrender and letting things go and just getting in that flow of life. I think it's just, it's one of the most powerful things you can do, one of the hardest things you can do, but definitely one of the most powerful. Lovely. How lovely. I love it. Let it go and check in. Are you okay? Are you okay? The audience connect to you. Yeah. (laughs) They can find me at my website, which is jenniferdawncoaching.com. I also have my website, bestplannerever.com, and you can contact me at either place. Awesome. Awesome. It has been a pleasure to have you. And thank you so much for those words of wisdom. Thanks for sharing your journey too. Absolutely. Um, At the end of the day, it's about being human. Yeah, it really is. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, and love to see you next time.